You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. And And we are back with a bonus episode for you today. Just one movie on the list for us to review today. It's summer. You know what that means. There's so many movies out that we just have to crank out a few of these bonus episodes. So we've got some great content coming your way. We've uh, we've had hit some delays, some snags, uh, some screeners, family members had hospital visits. It's been a wild summer, uh, but we are back to review some content for you today. Before we dive into our review, I want to remind you, as always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you're watching this summer. Uh, Let us know what you think of all the big blockbusters and if there's any smaller movies that we should check out uh, that you're liking right now. We want to hear from you. So uh, always chime in on the conversation there. We want to hear from you. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in to our bonus review of Ocean's 8. Do you know this one? No. Debbie Ocean, convicted felon. Her brother, Danny Ocean, more convicted felon. She was present on the night of the incident. Ooh. So... So you want to hit a jewelry store? Not exactly. A diamond mine. Yes, that's exactly right. Or what? The Met. The IMDb description reads, Debbie Ocean gathers an all-female crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's yearly Met Gala. Well, I hope from that description, I hope you know who Debbie Ocean is, because this is her first appearance in anything ever. Uh, This is, of course, a new kind of all-female reboot to the Oceans franchise, which itself was a reboot to a Rat Pack movie from the 60s. Uh, Of course, Steven Soderbergh's movies starred George Clooney and all that. This one stars Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, uh, man, who else? Helena Bonham Carter, Aquafina, James Corden, tons and tons of people. I hope I hit all eight. I probably didn't. Rihanna. Anyway, we are here to review this new installment of the franchise. Guys, I'm going to I'm gonna pass it off to you, but bef- before we get there, I want to know, or before you give your thoughts, I kind of want to know your history with the Oceans franchise, what you think of Oceans uh, 11, 12, and 13, just real, real briefly, and then tell me how Oceans 8 lived up. So, uh, Josh... You, this is this is a, a rare appearance on a bonus episode. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this like, not even family really? hospital emergencies could keep Josh from being here for Ocean's <laughs> Eight. This, what an honor! So, yes, we are. You're, you're gonna. Win. <laughs> oh boy! So we're gonna start with you. So tell us, tell us your thoughts on the Ocean's franchise, and then what you thought of this new movie. Uh, you always, we always start off these sequel things by asking about franchise history. And my history with the franchise is: I wish I would have rewatched at least the remake of Ocean's Eleven before going into mm. this movie. I It wouldn't have helped, just to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's, that's fair. Well, it, it would have answered the question that I want to start my review with, at least, but then we wouldn't have had that to talk about. So you're right, it wouldn't have helped. My history, I have seen at least Ocean's Eleven. I, th- I saw one of the two others, and they are just running. There's only three, Correct. right? of the remake the rebooted series i think i saw 13 um 
but I don't remember it at all. I remember Ocean's Eleven being enjoyable, being clever, being kind of a, a twisty turn through the heist and, and all that. And so I was ready to like Ocean's Eight um, based on that. So I, I came into it with, I guess, a positive bias. That and my wife and I don't get out to see movies a whole lot. So we were, it was a choice between at the time we had available either Ocean's 8 or Incredibles mm-hmm. 2. And we were like, let's go with one that's a little bit more geared toward adults and the that female would be lead Incredibles thing 2. is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, see, every, every you're, you're going to spoil it, but every every that came after, during and after that movie, um, it's essentially made us think, why did we not choose the other one? Because this movie is, there's nothing to it. There's no, there's no conflict that isn't resolved within like 15 seconds. They apparently couldn't find eight pedigreed female actors. And so they had to move to musical performers as well. That's not to say there aren't some great actors in this movie, but they're not very well utilized. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter does a great job i think but outside of that we we kind of don't have much to hang a performance Mm. on there's no script there and it's it's just a bland beat by beat ride through nothing and it's just literally sandra bullock explaining what happened throughout the entire movie and it was not very enjoyable and that is my history with this part of the franchise. And I'm sorry, because I wanted to like it. I wanted to have fun, but it just, no. All right, so no fun at all. This wasn't any good, says Josh. I guess it wasn't worth joining us for a bonus episode on, huh? Oh, it no, was no, worth it's, it? It's definitely it, worth joining you. That's it. The, if anything, Ocean's 8 has brought Josh back to the show. Oh, beautiful. Only so he can leave again for the next six, six months. <laughs> that's the plan. I put in my time. There you go. Just like Debbie. Chat, did you like Ocean's 8 any more than Josh did? And what is your history with the franchise? Well, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Ocean's 11 is in my top three movies of all time. Not because I think it's one of the best three movies that I've ever seen, but it is so much fun. And for me personally, uh, it's endlessly rewatchable. I think where it came up for me on our list, we were doing top three movies we could watch again and again and again or something to that effect and this one was my number one I've probably seen Ocean's Eleven more than any movie that I've seen in my life I just love it I just love everything about it and so I went into this one uh well I guess sorry Ocean's 12, you know, like most people, I thought was uh, just kind of okay to fair to to not really good. And then I thought Ocean's 13 was a nice rebound. I enjoyed it, but kind of kind of light. Uh, but Ocean's 11, I think, is fantastic. So I went into this with a, a an open mind and certainly, like Josh mentioned, a, a hope that it would be fun. Uh, I did think it was interesting that they called it Ocean's 8, thinking that it would probably start a trilogy, so you'd have 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, and from the box office, it looks like that may be a possibility. I think uh, it crossed the $100 million mark yeah. uh, last weekend, so I think before it's all said and done, you're probably looking at a movie that's going to be in the top 10. 
Hopefully it'll land at number nine because I need some box office <laughs> wager points. <laughs> but um, so going into this movie, I was I was really looking forward to it. Uh, my wife and I went and saw this movie, and very much like Josh, I, I just feel like there's just nothing to this movie. It barely feels like a movie to me. Now, my overall thoughts are. It's, it's competently made. There are beautiful people in beautiful locations doing cool-looking things. And so on that level, it is at least, you know, successful. Uh, I love the cast, more so than Josh. I think he threw a little bit of shade at Rihanna, but I thought Rihanna's character was fine. I thought she did a good job. I actually did like her character. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it was more more Aquafina that I was Oh, like, okay. Well, that's she, fair. She had about two lines. That is and fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I, I really dug the cast overall. I like the dynamics uh, of the team. Um, but that's about all I can muster for positivity. So I'm, here's my overall issue with this movie. Uh, it lacks tension and it lacks stakes. Um, you know, Ocean's Eleven, and I don't want to make this a comparative kind of thing where we're comparing it to Ocean's Eleven because that's not really fair. But one of the things that Ocean's Eleven has that really works well in a heist film that this one doesn't is, number one, an antagonist. There's no antagonist in this movie, yeah. and that's a real problem. Um, James Corden. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but you <laughs> no, like James yeah, Corden. No. I like Yeah. So there's no antagonist. Uh, Ocean's Eleven had an antagonist that you genuinely rooted against and a protagonist that you rooted for in that fight. This one tries to shoehorn in this kind of uh, revenge subplot, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't really get a lot of time, and there's there's not enough time developing any kind of emotional connection to that specific storyline, so it doesn't work. And so when there's some sort of resolution to that, it doesn't. there's nothing there at all as the viewer. We also spend a lot of the time with the women just sitting around after the fact and seeing how things went down. But we need more time with these people in the creation of the plot, seeing how the heist is going to go down, and then more specifically how their individual talents and their unique skill sets could contribute to the heist, essentially. And what Josh said is is exactly right. It's essentially just Ocean sitting there telling everybody what to do, and then they do it, um, which leads to my biggest issue about the, the the lack of stakes at no point in this movie was I ever worried that they weren't going to succeed even through the heist. And I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil anything here, but I think, I think generally we kind of know what this movie is going in. So I'll try to keep it general, but there's no struggle. They just w- go out and do what they do, right? In my opinion, they really needed to confront some serious obstacles along the way. And then the enjoyment for us as the viewer comes from us seeing them use their talents and skills to weave their way out of a situation that seems unwinnable. Um, this is set up at the beginning a little bit where we get an opening scene where Ocean uh, attempts to return those items to the store and then she uses a really cool way to end up stealing all that stuff. Those kinds of things are enjoyable. And after that, this movie doesn't do anything else that surprises us, right? We need to see the team doing those kinds of things to set up our expectations so that at the end when they pay them off, 
we cheer and we're happy and it's just really cool. And there's just none of that. Uh, and, and then finally, the direction in this film is certainly competent, but outside of kind of the picture in picture framing and some of the box transitions that are trying to harken back to Ocean's Eleven, this movie feels very bland. I mean, with this cast, with the wardrobe uh, at the Met Gala, with all of these things, this should just be crackling and sizzling just from a compositional standpoint. And it's not. It's just kind of, oh, okay, there it is. And I found myself bored, which of all the things that I thought I would say going into an Oceans movie, boredom would not be on that list. So ultimately for me, it's really very disappointing because of the potential that I think you have with this cast. They just need a script and then they need to remember how to make a heist movie. It's just it's the heist in and of itself and a retelling of it is not enough. We need to care about the people and we need to have a reason to root against somebody. So this seems like it fails at script writing 101. Um, so for me, just kind of bummed. Okay, kind of bummed. Yeah, definitely lots of problems from Chad as well, but maybe the tiniest bit more positive than Josh, but but not very much. He's, he's just more eloquent. <laughs> no, I, I think I liked it probably a little more than Josh. There were some fun, some fun. Okay. James, James Corden's yeah. always great. <laughs> but he wasn't carpooling or karaokeing, so I don't know. It's, it's a step down for me. Uh, so for me, the Oceans franchise is is uh, holds a place in my heart very similarly to Chad's. Ocean's Eleven is in my top 20 films of all time. I absolutely love that movie. Just like Chad said, it is, it's one of the most rewatchable movies ever. It's so, every single time I watch it, it's fun. It's fantastic. It's so good. I love Ocean's Eleven and 12's okay. And then 13 is also really good. Um, not, not as good as Ocean's Eleven, but it's still a really good movie. Um, so I really love the Oceans franchise. I watched them all again uh, before seeing this one. They're just, it's such a unique film franchise. They feel so different from from kind of any other action, comedy, light dramas. They just feel so unique. Um, and so that's why I was so excited for Oceans 8, because I wanted another installment kind of unique thing. I was down for the all-female remake. Everything sounded great. And... It delivered, I think, decently. Uh, I'm maybe the tiniest step above Chad. Um, maybe a little bit more positive than you guys. But again, not not too positive. So first of all, I, I think the cast is outstanding. I think it was cast very well. I think all these ladies did a really good job. Uh, I, I, even down to, to Rihanna um, and Aquafina, she, I, I don't know who Aquafina is. I guess she's a, she's a stand-up comedian. She annoyed me in the trailers, but in the film, I thought she did an okay job. Um, you know, Sandra Bullock is always great. She's fantastic in pretty much everything. So I think the cast is really good. And Anne Hathaway really surprised me as well. Uh, she's, she might be the funniest character in this movie. Uh, she did a really, really good job. And uh, so overall, it's it's it. The cast is great, but as an oceans movie, it's okay. the The plot is insanely weak. I agree with everything you guys said. There's not much of a story. It's just kind of a, hey, you guys want to rob some stuff, and there's no real there's there's no tension. There's no reason for the heist other than just to to do it. And uh, that's not good enough. That's not entertaining. That's not interesting. There needs to be a reason. And uh, so I agree with everything that you guys said. Chad was talking about how they shoehorned in some revenge that kind of came out of nowhere. It didn't didn't make any sense. Um, and it was almost kind of the exact same 
revenge idea that was in Ocean's Eleven, except done way worse. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, the, the story was just really weak. I will say, I, I think overall, for me, the cast does the the cast. There's it's charming to watch them kind of just interact. Like there's nothing there's nothing bad about those scenes. It's just kind of light for me. And so I think that their charm overrides the bland plot for me a little bit kind of makes up for it so i wasn't upset while watching this movie i was having a fine time it's it's decently fun just very light my biggest issue with it other than the plot is uh i really missed the the soderbergh visual style that's the beautiful thing about those those three movies uh, Oceans 11, 12, and 13, visually, they are so unique and so interesting. Um, and, and it's just effortless style. And this movie had just bland visuals. It's not bad. It was just so generic. It looked like any other Hollywood comedy from the 2000s. Um, you know, bl- bright lighting, uh, you know, bright colors, just just very average. Um, and it was it was just a disappointment. And it takes place in New York, where thousands upon thousands of movies take place, as opposed to the the original Oceans franchise taking place, or at least eleven and thirteen taking place in Vegas, a kind of a more unique location. So overall, it just kind of took everything that was special about the first franchise and kind of took removed them. You know, Gary Ross, he's not a very visual director. He's a he's a competent director but not visual. He doesn't have a lot of unique style. And so this is a heist film. It needs style. It needs, like Chad was saying, it needs to crackle. It needs to sizzle on screen. And there was none of that. Uh, it didn't look bad, just average. So overall, this is this is a fine movie. I don't think, I really don't think it's bad. I think there's some fun to be had in the heist. There's some nice twists that, that work decently well. Well, I think, and uh, there are some great characters, great cast, but uh, just kind of okay. It's 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 a fine movie, and and not much more for me. Uh, and there are a few things I definitely want to talk about in spoilers. But before we get to that, uh, are there any other uh, things you guys want to point out about Ocean's Eight? Well, I mentioned earlier that I wanted to start my review with a question, and then I promptly forgot to ask that question. <laughs> but luckily, you two answered it uh, just fine, and that was. Relating to Ocean's Eleven, you, you're gonna have to remind me whether Ocean's Eleven, it actually had conflict in it, right? It had, mm-hmm. it had a lot. Okay, so really yeah, when, it had a love triangle. It had a bad guy, a good guy, uh, at the center where you think uh, the the, and it also had which I think Ocean's Eight played with it a little bit, and they just exactly like you said, Daniel, they just didn't mess with it they just kind of let it lie there but they had the idea that all the people in on the heist thought this was just a heist when there was actually a personal motivation at the center which really made it even that much more interesting but not in this one at all and there were problems that weren't pre-solved that's the other thing because because we could talk about sarah paulson's character and how she's just like magic I think we should talk about that because it is one of the neat things that they do. And I hate to keep referencing Ocean's Eleven because it's an all-timer. But it's one of the neat things that they do in Ocean's Eleven is you think you understand how everything happened. And then at the very end, you get some twists where you didn't see that coming. 
And instead of them doing that here, they just kind of recite, and then this magic impossible thing happened, and then right. this happened. Right. But they didn't set any of that up, exactly. and so you can't enjoy the payoff. Yeah, that's the thing. And not, not, not trying to get into too spoilery territory here, but yeah, about about three-fourths of the way through the movie, I said, oh, the Oh, this is it, isn't it? This is this is the whole thing, right? Uh, I, I there was no there there was nothing interesting going on. It was like, oh, it's really this simple for them, okay? And then they they had they threw in a, a kind of a twist at the end that I think works. I mean, I didn't mm. I didn't guess it, but I mean, I'm not gonna fight you too hard on that one. Uh, but you know, the twist surprised me, but it was also very boring in the execution. So sure, but that is like the epitome of a Deus Ex Machina, where it's just like, and then well, we can't talk about until we get to spoilers, but yes, <laughs> they, yeah, they just kind of said then. this happened, yeah. Okay, well then, before we dive into spoilers, because we need to get there quick, let's go around as we always do and give our recommendations of whether you recommend people see this in theaters, whether they rent it, whether they stream it on a platform they already have, uh, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, whatever, or if they should just go ahead and skip this one altogether. Josh, we'll start with you. Well, I think you can guess with me it's either going to be stream or skip. If you're bored and it comes on Netflix or Prime for free in six months or whatever, uh, sure. But otherwise, just see Incredibles 2 instead. Don't make the same mistake I did. Have you even seen Incredibles 2? I have not. I'd like to. <laughs> so you're recommending that over this one blind. <laughs> yes, yes. Just completely sight unseen. <laughs> wow. All right, Chad. I actually... Th- th- I, this is not... Oh, man, this is a tough one for me. You know, on a scale of zero to five stars, I think this is solidly a three star. I I think I'm in agreement with you, Daniel, that the cast itself overcomes a lot of the deficiency everywhere else. So it's worth watching. It's definitely not theater worthy, in my opinion. I would say if you rent this, you know, $4.99 or $3.99, something like that on iTunes, that's probably the right spot. I think you would enjoy it because there are some good things. Just uh, just don't expect to be, you know, too moved one way or the other. Yep, and I am uh, fully in agreement with Chad. I think, I think yeah, obviously, if you have MoviePass, go check this out. It's not a waste of time. Um, it's not, it's not awful. Uh, but instead of buying a movie ticket, if you, if you don't have movie pass, I, I would, I would definitely rent it. I would say, I would say this is the third best of the four oceans movies. Do you think that's an accurate statement, Chad? Yeah. Yeah. It's better than 12, Yeah, but not, it's not as good as 13. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people compare this as kind of equal to 13. I disagree with that. Yeah. I think it's a significant step down from 13. Yep. I'm 100% with you. All right, well, let's dive right into what made it so bad in spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All right, I definitely want to dive into the plot. But before we do that... There's one very important thing that we haven't mentioned yet that happens very quickly in this film. 
they supposedly killed off Danny Ocean, George Clooney's character. What did you guys think about that? I was going to let Josh respond, but I don't think he cares. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just accepted it. I was like, okay, whatever. The The weirdest thing about that was when she went to go visit his mausoleum and that guy comes around the corner and we're supposed to like know who this guy is. Was he in any of the other movies? <laughs> yes, he was he in is, all Josh. three of them. Okay, <laughs> good. All of them. Good. I just don't remember because it's been years. At least he was explained. <laughs> he was. I I I didn't believe it for a second, nor do I believe it now. I, yeah. I don't think he's dead. I think that um, I think that we'll find out in one of the sequels that he had to go into hiding because of some heist or something. And I did like the way that they shot it at the very end, where Bullock's character is back at the mausoleum, and the way that they shoot it, when the way that they linger with a certain negative space, and there's that moment of time where you feel like you're going to see him walk into frame. I'm glad that they didn't do that um, and left it where it's hanging. Cause I do think a crossover in a future sequel could be really cool, especially if maybe they face off against one another. I don't know. But anyway, so I did, I did like that, that they left him dead. Although I don't believe he's dead. Yeah. I, I kind of, I got to disagree with you slightly uh, in that. I didn't like the way that they did it. Uh, so when they first in, in that very opening scene where she's talking to the parole board and she says, my brother, may he rest in peace. I laughed hysterically. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was just a joke, like a throwaway line about how they, they killed off Danny Ocean. Yeah. And so I thought it was hilarious. And then it wasn't just a one liner joke. They kept going with it. And, and I thought that was I think that's a mistake. I agree with you. He's obviously not dead. But the way they did it in the movie, it felt like a build up to nothing. If and I'm sure he's going to come back in a sequel or or a, a trilogy ender. But it just I don't know. It was just kind of kind of bland for me. So I hope that it, it will resolve in another sequel this whole thing but as it stands in a standalone film it did not work for me at all well i'm just happy that they actually tried to set something up and then pay it off unlike everything else that was in the rest of the movie it's true so it's i guess true. i gave it some credit so what did you think of the other two cameos saul and yen uh it's obviously saul's pretty early in the movie and, and yen is kind of a twist at the end what did you think of those two well i like saul just because it provides a little bit of a you know some continuity um yen was the was what i was talking about earlier with the deus ex machina that yeah. i absolutely hated i just hated the fact that they open this fridge and they're like just kidding ladies we are now we get 38 million and instead of some cool way it was oh, we just called this guy that was in Ocean's Eleven and he did what he does and stole it all. Wasn't that neat? And again, if they had set it up or there was some sort of conflict in the doing of the thing, then maybe I could have liked it. But you just telling me how you did something that I know you did and then showing me how you did it is the worst way to do anything yep. in a heist movie to make it exciting. So it was a bummer because I really liked his care. I love Yen in the in the first movie. And he's funny. He's got a great he's got great moments in, in Ocean's Eleven and mm -hmm. in this one he's just just completely wasted. So no, I guess the answer is I did not like that. Yeah, I agree. Basically it undermined the entire team. The team, other than uh, other than Kate Blanchett's character, didn't do anything to help this hype to make this heist happen. It was just, oh, we're gonna call up this other guy. So it should be either Ocean's Nine or it should be the team of two uh, because it was just it it 
it totally undermined the entire rest of the team. So that was a huge bummer. I agree, Saul was fine. Um, that worked. But what I disliked about both of those cameos is, like I was saying about Danny uh, not being in this movie, it, it, that's a these these are two lesser members of the Ocean's Eleven team, right? Like if we're just being honest, they're no Brad Pitt, they're no Matt Damon, they're kind of the, the on the lower tier. They're not even Casey Affleck for goodness sakes. And so there was all this build up towards referencing the other movie, and all we got were these two little cameos instead of kind of a bigger cameo that they were really building towards. So it just felt it, it made it feel really cheap. Uh, and to their credit, I, apparently they filmed a cameo with Matt Damon and, and cut it out. So I don't know. I don't know if I would have liked that any better. I don't know. But the way this was, it just felt it felt cheap instead of just natural. I think the, this movie could have stood on its own a little bit more, and it wouldn't have felt like just a cheap knockoff sequel. Yeah, I mean the extent of the conflict that they have during the heist is the the guy carrying the actual jewels stops to talk to his buddy about smoking pot for 30 seconds and then Kate Blanchett's character goes runs in and says what are you doing get back to work and they get back to work yep. i mean it's like yeah. it's just that simple yeah. and so on the one hand i do think you know more cameos may have been okay but on the other hand they deserve a better story and a better script because i do think it could really be cool if, let's just say we get to Ocean's 10, to have a lot of the original trilogy characters uh, and all these new characters together in some sort of grand thing. That could be really cool, especially if they could get Soderbergh to come back and direct it. It could also be super weighty and collapsing on itself, having that many awesome characters, but I don't know. And then that's the true. Avengers show up, and right. that's great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, what were uh, any other uh, plot points you guys wanted to talk about in spoilers here? Um, so I mentioned this earlier, but what we're told that Sarah Paulson's character hijacks trucks, and so anytime the team needs literally anything, it just shows up on their doorstep, courtesy right. of Sarah Paulson, and that was weird. So that the entire film hinges on her having procured this really fancy three D printer that we're told literally nothing about other than this is what's going to let you do everything. And yep. also yep. There's, there's the Google Glass things. Yeah, that, I think that, you just summarize the entire movie. Yeah. That's literally, that's, that's yeah. how it is. That's <laughs> we, the problem. We need something to happen? Oh, it happened. Great. It just <laughs> happened. And then Bullock and Kate Blanchett sit in the corner and tell you about it. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Really poor The more scripts. we talk about it, the less I like it. So we need to stop talking <laughs> about it because I've I left kind of positive. I'm okay with that. But I'm getting, I'm getting, Josh is pulling me, he's pulling me over to his side. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> but I do agree. I think, I think I have a little bit of hope for an Ocean's Nine. Like, I, I feel like I would like that better. If they, if they have a better script, a different director, because I don't think Gary Ross would even return for a sequel, uh, then I, I think this could be something interesting. I'm not opposed to a sequel, which is right. very interesting. Usually, usually when there's a crappy first installment, I'm I'm totally not on board for a sequel. But it's not that way here. I love a good heist movie, and there's so much potential. Uh, I just think they this is a really weak pot here. Yep, agreed. But it has made enough money, and and audiences are responding to it enough that I do think we're gonna get we're gonna get that sequel. So maybe there's maybe there's hope. Yeah. All right, well, that was a very simple review of a kind of simple movie. Thanks for uh, joining us for this review of Ocean's 8. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the film more than we did. Let us know what you thought of it on uh, Twitter, on Facebook. We want to hear what you guys are watching and what you're enjoying. And uh, join in the conversation there. 
All right, join us next time for our review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and Incredibles 2. We'll see you then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.